This is the Teachable Soul Podcast. Because we cannot possibly live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves, let's take a few moments to learn from the mistakes of others. The Teachable Soul Podcast, where guests and listeners like you share stories of failure and teachable moments on the journey to success. Here's your host, Kat Daniels. Welcome to the Teachable Soul Podcast. I am your host, Kat Daniels, and today with me, I'm very excited to be interviewing Dina Brunchy. She is a dating coach committed to supporting her clients by teaching them to attract the sweet partner that they desire. She does one-on-one coaching as well as workshops and group group coaching. If you would like to hire Dana after you listen to this interview, you can find her at www.sweetdeans.com. Welcome, Dina. Thank you for meeting with me today. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. So whenever you wrote in and said, Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to talk. I want to be interviewed. You were like, you said that you wanted to um, talk about owning your power. Do you want to start with kind of where you learn to own your power? Absolutely. So I think that, you know, through my twenties, I was really just trying to figure out who I was and, um, you know, there's all these things like that society puts pressure on you to be and your parents and your siblings and all of the people around you. And you think I'm just, I'm just not enough. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not blank enough. Right. And so it, it kind of sent me in this, like a little bit of a funk. And I was, um, I was searching for meaning and searching for authenticity. And I I was searching for all of these things that, I couldn't even put a name to yet until I found coaching. And realistically, when I found coaching, I not only was in a space where I could empower others, but empower myself. And so how that kind of got started was just creating the space for myself to love myself. And not just like the good yummy parts that I want everybody to see, right? But like maybe some of the like shameful parts or some of the scary parts or things that I didn't really want to go to and allowing all of them to be present and being really wholeheartedly living my life and living my existence. And so by cultivating that space, that authentic space where I can just truly love me, all parts of me, that created the space for others to start loving all parts of them as well, right? Because you're, you're, in a space of abundance, which means that you're able to just love them wherever they're at on their journey and whatever it looks like to them. Um, and, and that helps people to really kind of own who they are. And so I think that's probably one of those most powerful things that I can imagine is just unconditionally loving every single entity that you come into contact with mm. because they are. Right. Oh, girl, preach. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Right. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I mean, I can definitely, um, relate to that, you know, in our twenties, we're not even in our twenties. I mean, as a kid, you grow up and I think a lot of us grew up with our parents just being like, you know, you gotta, you gotta go to school and you gotta, um, graduate college and then get a career and, and have a family. And, and these are like the the, the boxes that you have to check and, and the yeah. path that you have to follow. And then I think so many people get to the end of that path and they're like, so 
<laughs> now what? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, or I don't like, want this to be it. <laughs> or like that path didn't bring them happiness, right? Yes. yes. So like, there's like one of two things that can happen. It's like you check all the boxes and you're like, did all the stuff. I don't feel happy. Mm-hmm. Or you don't check all the boxes. And then you're like, am I crazy? Am I weird? Is it wrong for me to live outside the boxes? Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not a great system. Yeah. No, it's not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. So how did you get into coaching? So I was literally just sitting in a coffee shop with one of my friends and he was talking to me about dating and um, like looking, like searching for relationship advice. And I, and I don't ever really like to give advice because I think that everyone knows themselves way better than I'm going to know them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they have a deeper intuitive wisdom inside them and I'm literally just there to listen to that. So, um, he was asking me for dating advice and I was kind of just giving him kind of coaching on around dating. And I was like, you know, I really love being in that space with people, allowing them to be vulnerable and supporting them into loving themselves so that they can then go out and meet their partner, whoever it is that they desire. And, uh, and he was like, you should do this for a job. And I was like, I don't think anyone's going to pay me for this. <laughs> and he's like, I think they will. And I was like, okay. So then I just, honestly, I made my website that week. And then I looked into how to become a coach. And then did it. Wow. And then did it. Yeah. So awesome. I was like, all right, it's happening. <laughs> like, cool. I'm committed. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So how did you, cause I know you're married. So did you yeah. have to go through that whole self-love journey before you found your partner as well? Um, no. And crazy enough, I found my partner. Um, so I've been married for six years, six years, five years, something like that. And, um, but I did have to live separately from him for a couple of years because it was like, um, I needed to do that. I needed to find myself and I needed to kind of learn to just love all parts of me. And he is, he's just incredibly wonderful. Like we were talking about earlier. He's just, there's literally nothing that he can, that he can't do. And so he moved and he lived in a separate state than I did and just allowed me to be in my process and go do my coaching school and through IPEC and just allow me to transform into the human that I am today. And then we came back together as these like kind of renewed little fresh entities. And Mm. um, it's been amazingly beautiful and just like the honesty and the communication and um, just the support that we have for one another is uh, it's unbelievable. Like I've, I've never met anyone who is so like, like focused on my success. Oh, wow. And yeah, that's super, super important. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been married for, it'll be 11 years in a couple weeks, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's when they, when they support literally anything and everything you could even think of and are just like, yeah, cool. Do it then. All right. What do you need? And are like helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. Super incredible. So you also talk about, um, can you talk a little bit about like the process that you went through or were going through whenever you were learning to love like the scary parts and the shameful parts of yourself? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I had really good parents. I had like, they were wonderful, but also they had some like, 
expectations for me and, and, and how my future kind of looks. And anytime I thought that I was deviating from that vision that they were holding for me, um, I felt shame around that. Like I, I'd quit my wildlife job, my zoology job and just worked in restaurants full time. And I thought that, um, you know, while I was kind of just searching for what I was wanting to do next and, and, you know, that there was like, a little bit of, um, there's definitely like a lot of humility in serving, which I love. Mm. And I, I love the act of serving, honestly. Um, but there was definitely some judgment from my stepmom around that. And I think that that kind of made me feel, um, like I wasn't going to be good enough, um, for mm. them or for the world or, you know, that I'm just, um, I'm like wasting my gifts and talents and, and, uh, and I think really just, uh, it, it, while I was still there, while I was still serving and still working in that space, like really learning to love that I can show up as like this authentic self and that my job doesn't actually define who I am as a human, but I can bring the best version of myself into that space. Right. So yeah, I think, uh, I think it, it was, in, it was interesting just like watching my thought process. Cause your, your thoughts are what create your reality. They create your feelings. They create, well, literally you create everything. Right. right. Um, so just like having awareness, sitting in, and doing mindfulness and, and being really, really conscious of what I was feeling, why I was feeling it and how I would like to feel moving forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that takes time too. That yeah, like months and days and <laughs> Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and so it's hard. I'm, I'm personally a very impatient person. Mm-hmm. Um, just generally, I want things to be fast and to do things as quickly as possible. Um, but yeah, self-reflection is not something that can be fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. I did a lot of journaling. I mean, I just would wake up in the morning and I do my morning meditation and I journal and I do my yoga and just getting into that like really, really blissful routine of feeding my soul and feeding my body and feeding my mind, um, kind of would help to center my day, center my morning. And then anything moving forward, I was like already in that space, like already in that mindful existence. Right. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that's something that's happening. And what are my thoughts about that? Great. How do I want to feel? Awesome. Let's move forward. And it just gets quicker and quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned your parents too, kind of mm-hmm. had expectations for you and things. Yeah. I think that, you know, as, as we're kids, our, our viewpoint is kind of tainted because we see everything only through our own eyes and don't have um, the self-awareness yet to be able to look from other perspectives. And so I think that like my parents were, my dad especially was like, you know, you have to follow the the plan. You have to follow the blueprint. Um, and he was fantastic. And he would always say, you know, you should follow the blueprint and I want you to do things that are going to be safe and good for you. But I also want to support you in whatever you're going to do. So whatever you decide is whatever you decide, but just right. really think you should follow the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> like you can do whatever you want. However. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And so for a long time that played, you know, in my head, but as I, you know, got older, I realized that, um, I mean, I realized two things. I realized that one, I had to kind of separate who my parents were as my parents and who they are as human beings and separate them from that role that they play in my life. Um, and then I also realized that, you know, they were, they were saying these things 
to me or at me from a place of love, but they were um, also speaking from their own experience, which they grew up in a time where that was the blueprint and probably what was best for them during that time. But, you know, they, our parents teach us from their perspective and from their time, not ours. And our time is completely different. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Absolutely. And I think that there's something really beautiful and really valuable about everybody learning what they need to learn at their own pace, right? Like oh, yeah. we always try to protect everyone else, yeah. but I think that doesn't really do them a service. It's not really honoring them or their journey. Right. Like I don't ever want to judge anybody for where they're at in life because that's exactly where they're supposed to be, right? They're right. learning something or growing in some way. And mm-hmm. I would never want to rob them of that. Like that's a beautiful part of life, whether it's struggle or suffering or difficult or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're, you're spot on. I mean, if you feel stuck or if you feel like you don't know what's going on, I mean, that's kind of part of it. That's part of the process. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think it's kind of beautiful. Like I kind of like that hands-off approach, like go, go, go do life and figure it out. And I'm here, right. I'm here to support, but also like you got this. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, support and feeling supported and, and feeling like, kind of like you have a, a community or a mentor or, cheerleader or whatever you need is, you know, super important for people to have. Yeah. And I will always like, I tell all of my friends and people I don't even know, like, I will be your biggest fan. Like, just tell me what it is that you're doing, what you're working towards, what you're working on, and I will champion you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups um, and a lot of them have a lot of um, women or moms or whatever who are like entrepreneurs and they are so freaking positive in those groups. Mm -hmm. I love them so much. (laughs) I love everything about that. I just think like, what's the point of us existing in this universe together if we're not going to love and grow and support one another? Yeah. Like that just makes sense to me. I know. I know. Me too. Yeah. It's fantastic. And yeah. And you know, when you, when you talk about coming from a place of, of love and understanding too, you know, I think that that's, that's really where our head our mindset needs to be at because like I, I have arguments or, or, you know, my husband and I disagree and I still have to remind myself, okay, you have to approach this from a place of love and understanding. Otherwise nothing's going to be done. <laughs> Yeah. And I always uh, make my partner touch me too, like hold my hand Mm -hmm. while we're like having a disagreement because there's like this thing that happens, right? Where you are disagreeing with someone and you keep putting more and more space between you Mm -hmm. instead of looking for there to be a solution and looking for there to be some common ground. And I think by like engaging with touch is really important for me. So like engaging with touch and allowing us to still be connected, even if there's something that we're not totally seeing eye to eye on, really kind of helps to bring us back into a space where we can be in a centered spot together and figure something out. Oh yeah. That's a, that's, that is a fantastic point. Yes. I am my, yeah. I mean, with the five love languages, you know, coming out and everything like that, I, I am a very physical person too. And I remember one time, um, I was super, super upset and hurt by my husband and Mm -hmm. in the middle of crying, I asked him to hold me. And he was like, and he was like, I am so confused because he's not a person. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, I don't understand why you would want that in the middle of being like yeah. perspective, you know, he was like, I, in the middle of being so hurt and upset, I don't understand why that's what you want from the person who upset and hurt you. And I'm like, cause that's just who I am, bro. Like, yeah. 
That's what I need. I want what I want. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's definitely like a, a verbal acts of service type person. So when I, you know, when I'm disagreeing with him or something like that, I have to either verbally, um, say something to him that, you know, reaffirms that he is understood and loved, or I have to, um, do something, you know, for him that shows him I love him type deal. Like vacuum the house. Yes, exactly. Always a good one. (laughs) He likes it when I do the dishes, I think, or when I cook, um, Mm. because he, he loves to cook, um, and loves to cook for others. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> Sometimes when I cook for him, it is not like the best meal whatsoever. <laughs> but, sure. Yeah. But he's so appreciative. <laughs> yeah, because it's just the meaning. I love that. Yeah, me too. So you are a dating coach in general. Do you also yeah. do like relationship coaching or anything like that after people are already together? I have just kind of started doing that. I mean, really, I had started out being a dating coach, to help, help, trying to help people to open up to the idea of dating and kind of getting themselves out there. There was a lot of, um, you know, I teach a course on how to date without dating apps, which is revolutionary. I know. It's right. <laughs> having a conversation with someone. It's bananas. Um, but it's an actual course that kind of walks you through like how to do the self work, like the self love work, and then also how to utilize that moving forward and and introduction to other people and where to meet people and how to meet people out in the, out in the wild. So, um, so, so yeah, so, so that's, um, that's actually just been a major need lately as people are like, Hey, I'm in a relationship and I'm struggling to communicate or I'm struggling to um, be my authentic self or I'm struggling to have my partner see me or, or for me to see them. Or, um, you know, I've actually had a lot of people recently talk about um, fetishes, which isn't something that I am like super well versed in. Um, so I actually have been reaching out to other like sex therapists, but I just have like this space of non-judgment, right? So it doesn't matter what people come to me with. I'm always like, cool. Like, I see you and that's great. Like you can feel how you feel and you like what you like and all of that is acceptable. Like you are just a human being. Nothing is weird. Um, And like, let's figure out like how we want to move forward. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been pretty cool. That is really cool. That's good that people can come to you with that. Cause yeah, I mean, sex in general, of course, is just a, a, I think even still is kind of a touchy subject. Um, Yeah. Sure. So, and then you add all the other layers on top of it, like fetishes and things like that, then it can definitely get interesting. Um, so that's fantastic that you're able to put your judgments aside in, in such a world as well. That's, that is already so judgmental. <laughs> totally. And I feel like I just don't have them. Like I don't ever feel judgmental, which is like a little bit dangerous sometimes. Right. Because I literally just don't, I get, don't sense danger. Like I yeah. just have no filter. I mean, it was bad when I was growing up. My parents had to like keep me on a little kid leash, but um, <laughs> in the animal training world, it worked out really well for me because I was like, okay, being around like large cats and eagles mm-hmm. and you know, like no fear. Right. right. Um, but it can be a little, I think it can be a little bit dangerous at times that like just zero, zero perception of anything being negative or bad or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I agree. It can be. Um, my husband and I have, uh, have had that discussion because he tells, he has told me in the past that I am, um, I'm too trusting of people basically. And he has yeah. tried to get me to be like, 
but if you do this, then it could potentially cause you harm. And I'm like, well, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> what if it's yeah. I think that like each person is kind of like a little human ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're going to change one element, right? Like say your friend's always late and like you change that one thing about them, maybe that would make them 10% less creative or, you know, or it would just, it would shift something in some dynamic way. And so I don't ever think that like changing any part of you Mm -hmm. like that is, Mm -hmm. is good for your overall ecosystem. I think that it's perfect, that you're perfect the way you are. You are a perfect entity. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I had to explain to him that um, I would, I, even if, even if right. danger yeah. or whatever, I would prefer, yeah. just prefer to live my life trusting others and potentially getting hurt rather yep. than live a guarded with a guarded heart, basically, and never trust anyone. Uh, I completely, completely agree with that. Like yeah. I live full out and I have fun and yeah. like, Whatever happens, happens. Like, just exactly. jump out of this plane, see if we have a parachute on the way down. No big yes. deal. Yes. <laughs> we should definitely, like, we need to do that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, but we I'm should. so down. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. I, uh, I, I, you know, live life to your fullest, man. Like, do what yeah. happy, what makes you fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One time he was like, well, I judge people because he, he tends, to, he's a very analytical thinker and pervert, uh-huh. and he tends to be very um, judgmental of people. And um, he, uh, he, he was like, well, I judge people all the time. One time to me, he said, I judge people all the time. Don't you? And I said, yes, sometimes I do find myself judging others. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. Girl, live your life. <laughs> go do you. <laughs> go do you. Yeah. It's your, you know, your first thought is how you've been trained to think. And your second thought is you doing better basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love that. So much awareness. Right. Thanks. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I have to leave. <laughs> All right. So, um, do you, um, I know that you do workshops. Where are you? Are you doing workshops like in person or do you do them online? Yeah. So um, there's me and three other coaches and we're um, doing this tour. It's called the ICU tour. And we're basically going to be touring around um, hopefully like the East Coast first and then we'll take it West because um, we're all on the East Coast. And um, we really want to do um, like a you know, like a kind of a day long intensive workshop about like cultivating authenticity. So being seen in whatever zone of genius, you know, we, we happen to have. So mine is dating and relationships. And so that that's like my zone of genius. And so I'll talk about how to be seen in the dating and relationship world and like really how you see yourself and then bringing that true authentic self into the situation. Um, and then they'll, they'll each talk about their own thing, like leadership and, um, creativity and structure. So it'll be good. It'll be kind of a fun, everyone, like we're very well balanced as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be very whimsical, like we were talking about earlier, like just impulsive and whimsical. And so yeah. it's nice to have like the other kind of structural people <laughs> around me <laughs> that are like, and also we need a schedule. And I'm like, oh, right. Those things. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> people need to know when to show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, huh. That's the thing. Yeah, I do the same. <laughs> um, so where 
where I know you said the East Coast. Where and when yep. if anybody wants to check them out, can they do that? So the we have a Facebook group. It's called ICU Tour, and um, we haven't set a date yet for the first one. It's kind of like in the planning stages right now. So this is the unveiling of what's to be awesome. coming next. But um, I will talk about it on my podcast when it's coming out. Um, it's the Sweet Life podcast is is uh, is my podcast and. I'll definitely announce it on my website and on my Instagram. So all of the places will have the information. Yeah. Right. Okay, great. So yeah, if anybody wants to check out um, her coaching or the tour, you guys, there's lots of Facebook groups and workshops and websites and all the things. All the things. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me. Oh, did you have any other um, little anecdotes that if anybody is kind of going through this um, right now that you can give them? Sure. Yeah. So I I do like kind of a multi-part approach. So if someone's going through a breakup, right, that's uh, totally separate than if someone's like, hey, I'm, you know, ready to date and this is where I'm at. Um, But I would say that breakups are actually something that is really beautiful for me. And I absolutely love getting to be in that space with people and that really like vulnerable space that they're at and just show them endless amounts of love and really acknowledge and validate their story and their struggle. And then we can decide together, right, how to move forward. So if they aren't ready yet, if they're like, no, Dina, I want to stay here. Like I want to feel upset. Then I support that. I'm like, yes, feel that. Right. And then if they're like, okay, I feel ready to move on, then we kind of make a game plan for how to do that. So it's, it's amazing getting to kind of approach a breakup that way because it's so head on and direct. And there's so much growth and learning that happens because you're kind of in this like space of renewal. Mm -hmm. And it's like the best time, I think, to like seek out a coach. And really, I'll do like, a one-off or a two-off sessions. So mm-hmm. people don't have to buy like a huge coaching package. They could just do two sessions and be like, okay, this is what I needed. This is how I want to move forward. And then I'm like, go forth, right? right. Be free. <laughs> yeah. Go forth. Go forth. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. You're exactly right. That's a great um, point. I had, I thought of something that I was going to ask you mm. after that point. Oh, no, I signed up for your, um, your four-day challenge. Do you want to? Woo, yeah. What do you think? I don't, I haven't gotten, I, I oh, you haven't gotten it yet. Got okay. <laughs> should be coming, should be coming I'm then. excited to do it. I'm yeah. trying to get better at like self-reflection and self-clarity um, or, or self-love on a daily basis. So yeah. I'm hoping that that will do it. And it helped me. I, I'm really excited about it because it's only a four day thing. And like some of yep. the other things I've looked at are super long and sound like a ton of work. <laughs> yeah. And nobody got time for that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good because like, there's like four parts of your subconscious brain. And so really I just like addressed each part of your subconscious brain and how to rewire it. It's like so informative and so quick and so easy. Um, and like, really you don't need that much information. You can just be like, Oh, cool. This is how you do it. Now I have it. Um, which is uh, how I like to receive information. I'm like, just tell me. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. And yeah, that's great. Cause I've also been wondering about like what's in my subconscious mind that I mm. don't know there and what am I doing? And mm. that's so much goodness. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Even more so than I was. <laughs> I love it. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me. And I hope I get to catch your tour. I'm super excited about that too. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I adore you. Oh, thanks. I adore you. (laughs) Thank you all for continuing to listen and for your patience with me in this whole learning process. I really appreciate that anybody at all listens. I genuinely do. And I thank you guys so much. You guys can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter now, um, and LinkedIn at The Teachable Soul or The Teachable Soul on Twitter. And... If you would like to help support the show, you can find me at patreon.com slash the teachable soul. I'll be trying to create some extra content there for you guys if you subscribe and kind of interact with you. One of the things that I like least about podcasts is that I can't interact or ask questions to any of my listeners, but through Patreon, hopefully I'll be able to do that. So thank you again for listening.